0: You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. We are back in action. New year, new me. Is that what everybody says? (laughs) You look the same, Patrick. I I got a haircut, so I guess new year, new me. You do got a new
1: style going on, yeah. Derek was yelling at me as I was walking into Great Clips yesterday. Derek was, yeah. <laughs> For the look of your hair, no, no, he was just saying hi. Oh, okay. but out of all the places, are running into Derek yesterday on my lunch break
0: because Derek get like a a mane going on sometimes. His stuff he's will pretty, get out. He's of pretty control. clean
1: cut anymore. Yeah,
0: he's not too bad. He used to. Have,
1: man, his hair was really big. What was it last year two years ago
0: oh yeah he looked like one of them savo lions <laughs> yeah
1: well what do we got on the docket for the first podcast Man, i'll tell you what 2024
0: it's crazy because we uh well first i want to give a shout out uh so we finished up our 12 weeks of our christmas giveaways and uh that was a joy we put Hayden under a lot of pressure to make sure everything goes smoothly, but it, it went well. We completed our last giveaway. That winner's been selected, so it's job.
2: Yes. I did have something interesting to note. So on this last giveaway, I did kind of like a bonus entry thing, mm-hmm. and it was basically just tell us your favorite moment of the year from Rogers, just anything that we did, whether it was an in-person event or a sale or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this person, I I believe it's a female, the name is Elena Neville, Uh and she said that the ultimate fall hunting quinfecta was her favorite moment, but what's interesting is she says, because after I watched it, I was thinking this will never happen, but then it did. What?
1: In the the same day? It
2: was a fabulous fall hunting season. So... I don't, I I can't confirm that she was able to make one happen. But Elena, if you are listening to this podcast, please comment because that would be an interesting story. Let us know if you got some
0: picks or, uh, yeah, that would be a heck of a story because that's our, that's our uh, goal this year. We got to make that happen or at least attempt at it. So, yeah, twenty twenty three is behind us, everyone. So we are marching forward here at Roger Sporting Goods. Um, as we go through like this episode and the coming episodes, um, there'll be a lot of info given out of stuff coming up. Um, we've got like we just—it's like we turn the page and it never stopped, and it's the work just keeps coming. So we uh we have our nwtf convention in nashville february uh 15th so we're planning that now we'll be out there this will be our third year attending as a vendor um so uh we'll be out there enjoying that it's always a good time um so if you're in the area Out there, or if you're traveling to it, make sure you stop by and say hi to us. So that'll be the NWTF convention. And then, like a two week break. And then we are attending the Iowa Deer Classic this year, um, which is the first week in March up in Des Moines, Iowa. So that'll be our first time having a, a booth there. So that'll be exciting. And then that's followed up by our first event of the year, which is the Fishing Frenzy uh for 2024 and that is april 6th in store at the store location from nine to six um just a few things to note this year always we try to make it bigger and better so we'll have a couple food trucks this year um so we'll have some options one will be starting at nine so um if you're the early riser and you want to get in the store first to get the First crack at the deals and giveaways and all that. There'll already be a food truck on hand, and they do uh, like hot fresh donuts and, um, Is and that the, drinks. The one with the lemonade. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they'll be doing lunch later, but those donuts. But yeah. They get you a. I don't a, even know what they call bucket, them. A bucket, a bucket yeah, of it's donuts. A, it's a
2: bucket. It's a, a big. A bucket. A
0: bucket of those apple cider mm. cinnamon mm-hmm. delights i don't know how smash down
2: a dozen of those in the spring that's definitely a fall flavor no no
0: it'll be good as long as it might just be cinnamon Uh, either way they are warm and you see them coming off Mm -hmm. the line in the truck you put down a dozen of those hang out for a little while and then hit up the they'll be doing burgers and then we have another truck uh, that's coming so that'll be cool and we'll have a bunch of vendors uh obviously we'll have a sale all week leading up to that saturday um we'll do tons of giveaways as always um in store there and we are doing a uh, it's called the hog trough um so it's this big giant like semi-trailer long tank you've seen them at fishing shows or outdoor events so it's a big fish tank yeah Yeah, giant fish tank. It'll be stocked with fish. There'll be a bunch of seminars going on, so that'll be cool, too. Yeah, that will be. Um, So we'll test out that water bill, (laughs) filling (laughs) that up. Yeah. Um, So lots of stuff going on, but um, yeah, I don't know. Chandler, you'll see, is missing. If you're watching this episode, Chandler right now is down in Corpus Christi doing a whitetail hunt slash Apparently, Hogfest extravaganza. Yeah, he te- he so, really, over this morning. This, so so far, they're at five. Yep, hogs. I don't know yeah. if that's including the one Gregory showed a picture of. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's more than that. Dang, but I'm sure he'll have tons of stories about that. He said he just last evening he had um what the heck he was viewing spotting like two to three hundred deer
1: mm-hmm. oh my that's a lot of
0: deer like oh my gosh yeah i wouldn't you know what to
2: do if i saw 20 in a field where i hunt <laughs> when you guys are listening to this he'll be back and probably, probably telling us all of, all of the stories adventures. as y'all are listening to this yeah, yeah. So. we'll
0: have to have him and gregory both on well i'm
1: heading to texas tomorrow morning are you yeah i'm going crane hunting Ooh, yeah
0: yeah are you gonna bring some back
1: if you ask me really nicely i will
0: please josh
1: will you bring some back (laughs) yes um
0: i've never had it so i would love for you to can we figure out a way to cook some here yes all right let's do it marinate them up or whatever you do i don't you're our in-house just just throw some salt
1: and pepper on it put it on the grill
0: that sounds good let's do that um and we've always talked about it we really are going to try hard to do a cooking episode for you all this year Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll work on that. Yeah, we just got to be all in our aprons. Maybe we, we can get one of them little chef hats.
1: We got to build the kitchen first, and then we can build a, yeah. yeah. We'll
0: makeshift kitchen. Everybody uh,
2: wants it. You got to be in a camera ap- camo apron, though.
0: I mean, I'll wear whatever if we're eating. You should wear, so,
2: wear that one your dad's got.
0: <laughs> can't wear that one. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of stuff going on. So we're kind of in that midst of a lot of seasons are ending for a lot of people there's still a few things going on we're kind of in that transition period um here in missouri um we've got a little bit left for middle zone for duck hunting Mm -hmm. south zone south zone will go a little bit longer north zone's been closed since christmas um you know people are goose hunting um which that'll go into february but people are starting to think about Getting their snow stuff ready. Oh, yeah. Getting that trailer ready. Getting spreads. You know, they're coming in. You know, what do I need? Do I need more socks, full bodies, all that stuff? Um, deer seasons. There's still a little bit going on archery wise. Um, I think we just finished up the um, alternative season yeah. in Missouri. So we've got, um, as we're recording this, this is January 3rd. So we've got uh, 12 more days of deer hunting in missouri and then that's done so we're you know things are finishing up quick and then you you kind of get into that what's next what do we do um you know so i wanted to go over a little bit of that with you what josh does what i've done um i do want to point something out this just came across the news desk this morning um for all you waterfowlers out there um so this week, um, so the Senate had already passed this earlier in the year, but this week the U.S. House of Representatives passed the Duck Stamp Modernization Act, four hundred three to twenty, um, which is confusing. I don't know who the twenty are that decided not to vote for this. Maybe they. It doesn't didn't make any sense. Didn't this, show up. It's just I don't a, know. yeah. This is just a bipartisan thing. Like there's no political. You can have uh, so your
1: duck stamp on your phone now. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> basically what it is, is this is going to, as long as President Biden signs it, which I'm guessing he will, since it passed pretty much unanimously in the Senate and the House, um, this will allow all water to carry a digital copy full time. So I don't know how it is in every state, like, but um, right now you get an electronic one for 45 days until yep. they mail you the physical one. Well, this will get rid of that. Now you can just have an electronic one all season.
1: Yeah, but you'll also still get a, a physical stamp. You mailed can to get, you. yes.
0: You don't have to carry it on your person. Or you uh, can
1: also just go to the post office and get one. Yeah. I was actually surprised this past year when I went to get all my stamps and everything. Mm-hmm. I went to Walmart to you know buy my license and get my federal duck stamp. And they said that they weren't carrying federal duck stamps. Like, period. Hmm. I was like, what? wow so i had to go to the post office so and pick one up
0: and they're really cool too so you know a lot of people collect them you know it's really cool they do the you know the um competitions to see if you make it to be the artist that Mm -hmm. you know so there's a lot that goes into it and they're really cool to collect if you're doing that or um but yeah so that's i mean it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that that's going to pass so that'll be new for this That'll make it easy for when Next you got a buddy year.
1: that you're uh, talking to about 7 p.m. the night before your hunt and you get him to finally want to go and he doesn't have any of his stuff. That was always the hang-up is never being yeah. able to get a federal duck stamp.
0: Well, and I think that was one of the things. Um, I know this was a lot of this was brought on by the, the CEO or the head of Ducks Unlimited, I believe. I'm sorry I didn't write his name down. I think it was Ducks Unlimited or one of those big waterfowl groups you know it kind of spearheaded this and then a couple i think um one of the senators in arkansas and then one in louisiana kind of spearheaded this but yeah i mean why not it makes Um, sense i think one of their hopes is is it brings on even extra waterfowlers to get into that you know um it makes it easy you don't have to worry about having a stamp you can just buy everything at one time forgetting your stamp good so um yeah pretty cool but that's going on and for anybody that doesn't know in the waterfowl hunting uh community um or if you're not into hunting but you love to listen to us which we greatly appreciate so more than 8 million acres of wetland habitat has been conserved through the federal duck stamp program so um silent round of applause for silent clap golf clap uh for that so um good job on that so help them protect the species yeah so that uh that was interesting that just popped up um i haven't really dug into the wolf thing yet i know that's a hot topic going on in colorado the releasing of the uh, i think it was five wolves in colorado um that's always a hot topic whether to have them or not so um might have to dig into that a little bit so anyways um before we get into these tips, I'm sitting here and and as we kind of get that off season right and you're like, you know, for me, I'm pretty much done. I know we got a duck hunt coming up, but um like I was like, you know what? We we've talked about movies before. And I was like, what are what are some of my favorite movies that deal with either the outdoors or like hunting? So I thought it was pretty fun i wrote down a list and i was going to see if one of you guys have seen these or if not maybe you had one um that you could throw out so i went pretty much uh films you know not documentaries although i did r- write down one documentary that i really like that deals with the outdoors so just as a kind of a fun this is patrick's uh favorite hunting fishing movies um and then I had to look them up to make sure I gave credit to some of the actors and actresses in, the, in these movies. But um, this is in no particular order, so I'm just going to go down the sheet. I've got six of them, and then two that I threw in. Um, so, one, I mentioned to you earlier, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Hayden, but um, The Ghost in the Darkness. Um, have you ever seen that movie? I have not. Okay, so older movie it's got michael douglas and val kilmer um as a lot of people know from the top gun movies and probably some other movies but he's ice man in my book um anyway so it's kind of a play on uh um these two um man-eating lions in savo they call them the savo lions we we're kind of looking it up i think it was kenya or uganda or i think it was kenya kenya Yep. And so they're basically the movie they're they're trying to build a railroad to connect parts of the country. And so they call in an engineer who is Val Val Kilmer plays the engineer and uh the problem is these two man-eating lions get a thirst for human life. Um, That's scary. And so it's really hard to because the railroad uh workers don't want to work. They're all afraid everybody's leaving. So they have to call in this big game hunter who Michael Douglas plays. And so he comes in and tries taking out the lions. But it is a great movie. So hmm. it does have some hunting in it. I mean, it's not like it's a, you know, a Big Bucks DVD or something, but <laughs> it is a pretty good movie. Um, number two. Um, for me, not number two on my list, just uh, is the perfect storm. That's a good one. So that one, I know you've seen. Hayden, have you seen the perfect storm?
2: I've not. I'm actually looking through a list right now, and I don't think I've seen any of the movies that are like
0: you've seen one of them. There's that I perfect have storm. Mar- now. Mark Wahlberg in it. Perfect storm had Mark Wahlberg, George Clooney uh, is in it. There's a lot of other good actors in it too. So that one,
1: they were sword is fishing. Sword fishing. Yeah,
0: and uh, so they go out and you know they're having a troubled season and then all of a sudden these storms start coming in and you know they're like we want to catch you know a crazy amount and set the market and so they push the barriers and get way out there well they catch all these fish and then their ice machine breaks sorry if i'm ruining the movie but it's an older movie so if you haven't seen it yet i don't know what to tell you um well to get home they have to go through the storm or all their fish go bad. So they try to do it. Anyways, watch the movie. You'll see what happens. Um, but they call it The Perfect Storm. Great movie. So it's about sword fishing. Number three, you've seen, Hayden. That's Jaws. Yes. So that's got uh, Richard Dreyfus in it, uh, Roy Schneider, our um, um, It's not really a – it's basically a fishing movie per se, i mean loosely but you know it deals with uh shark fishing so it's kind of like the the ocean version of the ghost in the darkness you've got the man-eating
1: shark the, and the, the man-eating, man-eating lions yeah
0: exactly um but it's a classic movie so uh one and two are great one is my favorite two was actually pretty good and then they got wild that's kind of weird but
1: i don't remember the last time i saw a jaws
0: movie yeah I think they made three or four of them. I don't know. One was the best, though. But it's kind of it's loosely hunting fishing movie, okay, mm-hmm. people. But it's a classic.
1: Would the Meg qualify?
2: I oh, mean, maybe good heavens. I mean, he
1: hunts down the Meg, doesn't he? It's
2: just yeah, throwing Sharknado in there. Why don't we? Sharknado? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: another one, and this is probably one of the all time great movies out there. But a river runs through it. That's a good movie. Um, which has Brad Pitt, uh, Craig Sheffer. Um, and so, one, Brad Pitt plays more the troubled kid growing up. His other brother, Craig, wants to be a minister. Um, but it's a great movie. It's set in Montana. A lot of flight fishing. Yep. Um, it kind of takes place during, like, World War One through the Great Depression. Um, that kind of time period but heck of a movie really um but there's a lot of fly fishing in it the dad yep. teaches the kids how to fly fish so for me i actually watched that movie for the first time last year are you serious yeah huh. wild because it's a classic movie so that one's more of a fishing one which come to find out if you look up top hunting fishing movies it's basically all fishing yeah not a lo- there's some i left out um there's some comedy ones um that i left out Ooh, i've got a movie patrick what is it i mean it it, it has
1: a scene in it that's hunting oh okay okay yeah it's, it's my hands down all-time favorite movie uh-huh dances with wolves ah the buffalo hunt
0: yeah dude
1: if i could do that right now i would drop everything and go do that yeah go ride on a horse and shoot her buffalo
0: with with wolves that'd be wild
1: Hayden, have you seen that movie?
0: I have not. Legends of the Fall was on a lot of people's list. Hmm. They're like, it's a long, boring movie, but it kind of gives you that outdoor Have thing. you
1: seen Dances with the Wolves?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, for sure. Knowing, um,
2: knowing what our, like, baseline is for a hunting movie now, I have seen, like, two. Okay. And I'll give them to you. Okay. Well, the
1: thing yeah. is, there's, there's the problem, no movies where there's, like, Like Hunter going Uh, off into the wilderness and tracking down a moose. Right. That's 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 my thing
0: thing is if anybody's listening and is a movie producer, like give the outdoors people some something to look forward to. Like not animated, but a live action like these movies I'm listing. But these are that's kind of where the baseline is because their stories intertwined with some hunting and fishing mixed in like the perfect storm is really about as close as i mean that's their whole thing is sword fishing but yeah like a a father and a kid growing up and the the passing down of traditions from grandfather and teaching them how to hunt and go i don't know how you make a movie on that and make it worth watching but there's really none out there and if there are they're really old and i'm not going to watch them so we need an updated version, uh, but that's what I ran into was that yeah, there's really nothing. So, which is kind of wild. Unless I'm missing something, and people can throw it out there for us. So, another one loosely based, um, the Edge, which is uh, Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins and and Bert the Bear. He was he was the bear, um, a Kodiak uh, bear and the plane goes down in alaska and then they have to survive to try to get back to to get rescued but this kodiak bear is tracking them so another man Man eating eating animal animal. now great movie um but right it's loosely based they end up having to hunt the bear or else because the bear's hunting them so they they're like okay we've got to figure out a way to kill this bear but again loosely based because there's not a true hunting movie um and then the last one i wrote down grumpy old men that's a good one i mean again storylines within the movie but they do a lot of ice fishing why
1: is there so much fishing in movies but never hunting well i think i think i
0: answered my question inside my head i think you know why there was probably even though i haven't seen it There probably wasn't any ducks killed on the migration movie. Would be my guess.
2: I still haven't seen it either.
0: Easier to catch a fish on a movie. Eh, That's fun. Then, unless it's the Savo man-eating lions where it's like, hey, we need to take them out or Jaws who's wrecking families. I guess we're we're also talking about Hollywood here. So yes, let's make a good Hollywood hunting movie. And then I've got two more, but they're they've got. But what what were you going to throw out there? Okay,
2: so similar to the Edge, I haven't seen that, but the the movie that I have seen that is similar to that is The Gray. Yes. with Liam Neeson and the the Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yep, great. So that's one of them. Uh-huh. Um, and then this one I'm gonna have to explain. But the was Last was the of Gray.
1: The w- Last of Us. I'll explain it. Yeah, was because they're hunting zombies.
2: No.
0: Was the gray, was it an oil rig or yeah. a.
2: I, yes. I just ran up on it because it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's he an ends Alaskan having, oil refinery. Yes, and the wolf
0: is like around the edge of it, and so he's got to take them out because it's interfering with the workers. If, no,
2: it was. No. <laughs> Not even it close. Says following a grueling five week <laughs> shift at an oil or an Alaskan oil refinery, workers led by sharpshooter John Otway, or Otway, which is Liam Neeson? Uh, fly home for a much-needed vacation, and their plane crashes in like a frozen, okay, forest area, and then they have to fight off the wolves.
0: Because I watched it once, so I had parts of it. down, yeah. the oil refinery. Yeah, he. I knew he was a sharpshooter, trying to take out the wolf. Mm-hmm.
1: Seems like the a general plot seems to be like. You same. can kill the animals right. if it's
2: a man eating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a second, whenever you said the edge, I was like, "Did you mean the grave?" But nope. no, it's that's a different movie. Yeah,
0: and then okay, so the Last of Us, I haven't watched. That was yeah. the one that came out last year. Is that a yeah. TV show? It was a TV it show. It had Kansas City in it.
2: Yes, and it was uh Pedro Pascal and yeah, forgive me, I forget her name, uh, but she plays Ellie in the show. Is
0: Pedro Pascal the meme we had? He's the Mandalorian. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Yeah, um, yeah, the dude but, that's all happy in the car. Yeah, yeah. 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 But Ellie, um, in the show, without revealing too much because it is a good show, I highly yeah. recommend it. It is it. good, and it's Um But there's a point where Ellie has to go off on her own, and she's hunting a deer. That's okay. just all I'll say about it is that she's hunting yeah. deer. So that's basically, sure. I remember baseline that. Of I mean, there's a, shows and that's and the thing. There's a, a
0: lot of movies where there's like a scene of hunting, like, uh, yeah. to kill a mockingbird or whatever. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is a, oh, and she hunts. It's
1: <laughs> not to kill a mockingbird. That's the hunger game. Sorry, that's the hunger hunger. Games. <laughs> Yeah, Mocking I've seen that Jay.
0: too. Mockingbird is like I, Scout, yes. the little girl. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What, uh, the mocking jay part of that movie.
2: The the hunger hunger games yeah. movie. But she was a hunter,
0: you know, and had to survive. Yeah. Like, but there's not a good hunting movie. So there's other ones out there. Um, there's some comedy ones, the um that are out there. So one that I've never heard of, which I actually kind of want to watch now. Um, it's called uh, and this is a more of a documentary film. It's called Low and Clear. And it's about two friends, and so they film themselves. And basically, they drift apart, and they grew up fly fishing together. but So they come back for one last fly fishing trip together. But I think what the movie, or not a movie, the documentary, so it's real life, is the bond and stuff that fishing gave them. You know, like one of the things they talk about is, and you see this waterfowl hunting, deer hunting, um, fishing is it's more than just the taking of the animal or catching a fish, you know? So the friendship that they created, but it looked really good actually. Um, and then this just has to do with outdoors, but the documentary alone, the series, there's like 12 of them now. And so usually they take, they start with, uh, I think it's 10, individuals talking
1: about the one where they like drop them off in the middle of like Canada Uh for like Canada long last and the last person wins like a million dollars Uh huh.
0: and that's about as good of a survival one I've seen where they actually they get checked on but it's not like they have a film crew with them and Mm -mm. I mean they have an emergency button if they really need help um but it's actually pretty cool to watch people go through being alone and having to survive out in the wilderness um and these are top-tiered survivalists yeah like they can start fires with just about anything they're hunter gatherers they shoot the you know old recurves so anyways that's my list i don't know there's we need a hunting movie hayden we do. Weren't you in film school? Go make one. What are you doing?
2: I'm working at Rogers. Working
0: at Rogers. Talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. There's just not much there. So, that's what I noticed going through that list. So, there you go. Those are my movies um, that I love, and I still watch them again. I've probably watched The Edge 20 times. I don't know. Now, you can't even find it on TV. you got to buy it on Vudu or something, so anyways okay back to what we wanted to discuss a little sidebar there yeah is this transition period so things that people um like it's let's just for the sake of this argument your season's done what are the next steps right it's a long off season yeah so what are we doing now to prep for that next season so Um, for you you can give a lot of insight into the waterfowl world like you know obviously you go around so your seasons can last a little longer because you can hunt different states but typically once that last day is done like what's your thing that okay we're done do you take a little break and forget everything for a while and then come back to it do you wait till the next year no or what should you be doing
1: so when when season ends i usually give it about a week maybe two you wore out to, to just have a little r&r yeah uh this season's been a little bit different i'm not feeling like i'm gonna have that this year haven't really been hitting it as hard as i yeah. usually do but um i usually take take a little break uh, yeah to just recharge the batteries a little bit but then what i like to do is tackle my garage first mm-hmm. because it can get very messy throughout the season like if it's a if it's a good season i'm just going 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 yeah it's like you take stuff out of the truck bed or out of the boat you just throw it in the corner stack it all up in the boat and uh things can become a little disorganized so what i like to do is pull all my gear out put it where it's supposed to go and then also take an inventory of things that are broken things that i need to replace because they broke or get replacement parts or things that i would think that i'm going to need for next year that i've thought to myself throughout the season yeah i'd be it'd be kind of nice to have this for next year mm-hmm. so uh that that's generally what i like to do yeah just do a little little clean i think
0: that's where we're i mean i speak more of the whitetail side but that's one of the things i wrote down is really taking an inventory of your gear Yes, and not for deer hunters i'm not talking about stands that's a whole different thing we have to do but the gear you pack with you your clothes if you film um your shotgun binos your calls um all that stuff and that gear that we throw in our garage because we're back and forth you're repacking and packing and you don't know you know What's going on? And by the end, you walk into your garage after Christmas too, in the holidays, and you had no time to clean it, and it's just a giant pile of camo and crap everywhere. Yep, and gun cases and shells laying everywhere. Oh yeah, boxes of shells—they wander off everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) not to mention you got to regroup those, make sure you got lead not mixed with steel for the next season. And but a gear is a good checklist. Um, The one thing you know that you should do and you try to do um, when it comes to the clothing um if you need to go buy a tub or a scent bag or whatever but you know go ahead and get that stuff washed now and let it sit in there instead of it sitting there all dirty all year and getting musty you know especially like deer hunting um more for the scent side but get all that stuff cleaned up relabeled in a tote or whatever you know if you've got you know gear for waterfowl gear for deer get all that stuff separated clean all your gear empty all those pockets (laughs) got them twinkie wrappers and uh, and uh you know dried up rock hard hot hands yes that you forgot about and cockle burrs everywhere and yeah i put a couple shotgun shells through the washing machine a couple weeks ago as i'm saying a a thing of chapstick you know so um, going through that that's i definitely wrote that down is get all that straightened out and then you're just you don't you don't have to worry about that
1: and here, here's one. here's another thing that i like to do because i'm running from like september one to the end of snow goose season basically yeah what i like to do is while i'm doing my whole like clean and organize and put everything back where it goes is i'm also prepping for september again and so i'll take my dove hunting stuff and put it in a bag and then set that on a shelf so then when september comes around it's already there mm-hmm. i just grab it open it up make sure i got everything maybe put some new batteries in the spinners or whatever and uh then i'm good to go so i like to not only clean up my mess mm-hmm. but i also like to organize for and next you fall. can
0: take a inventory of what you might need so you can start getting it now
1: well and here's the thing is like dove season was a while ago yeah i don't remember if all my spinners work
0: yeah do you need batteries how many shells do you have left some people buy extra so they know they're gonna have enough for a year or two. Oh yeah some people buy a box at a time well maybe you had a good dove hunt next dove season rolls around you decide to go into roger sporting goods two days before and it's been gone through for the last month mm-hmm. and then oh shoot
1: ammo is not going to spoil either so if you know you're running low and you you know plan
0: on going dove hunting next year oh i forgot i you know that last day of bow season i nicked my you know my fletchings or i need to get it refletched or i need to wax my bow strings or um it's all the little things oh there was no battery in my uh range finder and then you go out there and you need to range this deer you don't know if he's at 30 or 40 and it's some monster and the first time you go to check it yeah. is when it's time to shoot. So
1: It's a great time to do those little projects that you've been putting off throughout the season. Yeah, um, for sure. Oh, here, here's another big one for me. I always do a postseason deep clean on my pickup mm. on all of my boats.
0: Find some dried up french fries under the front yeah. seat.
1: <laughs> and, uh the decoy trailers yep. so i i go full blown just pull everything out of where it is mm-hmm. clean it all out and then put it back some guys will even take their full bodies and their floaters and everything and like power wash them wash get all them the off. mud
0: off yeah i mean why not yeah i mean we everybody knows you put a lot of money into all the stuff we buy mm-hmm. waterfowlers especially i mean the the decoys and the ammo and there's a lot of money put into that stuff not including if you got a dog and a boat and a trailer and so taking care of that and uh, trying to make it last as long as you can take those waders yep oh big one hang here. them up by the They're boots. not gonna dry rot hang them by the boots and let them dry out and they're not crumpled up in a bag for the next four or five months and then you're going yeah. to take them out and oh they dry rotted
1: do we still sell those frog tog waiter hangers like that yeah. one right there we right. still kind of see
0: it over our so um can you kind of see that hayden then kind of see yeah. that hanging in so been there, it's been there every podcast so it's yep. been
1: there for a very long time but yes i have two of those in my garage and they are probably one of the best things i ever bought they're not that expensive either no
0: you don't you just screw them i mean you can make one for cheap too yeah but just go buy one they're cheap yeah
1: so i I just screwed them into a piece of wood that i tacked up into the garage so whenever i get back from a duck hunt i just take my waders put them on the rack Mm -hmm. they're hanging by the boots upside down drying out but then you can also so i've got i think yeah i've got Mm -hmm. four pairs of waders hanging on two of those Mm -hmm. so i Put the boots in the slots and i take the straps for my kind of like extra spare mm-hmm. pairs of waiters and i just hang them there
0: yeah waiters is a love-hate relationship if you take care of them they're but gonna they're last a, you they're a, they will but you know and it's unfortunate i've had it happen and i mean stuff happens here, here's a, just
1: rib. here's another thing for waiters wash the mud off the boots yeah because the mud is gonna kind of pull moisture out of the rubber on the boots Mm -hmm. and so what you want to do is get get your waders power washed off at least just do the Mm -hmm. boots yeah um i don't know if you want to take a power washer to your breathable waders on the top side of them but or just take a garden hose uh i'll you i'll do that and one thing i mentioned
0: if you do have a boat you know that's another thing it's winterizing it and you know cleaning that out and Mm -hmm. you know um making sure you store it well and you know all that so i don't know as much of the boat but i'm guessing you know if you get a duck boat or something you know what i mean you want to make sure you don't let it sit all through summer with yeah the gas and oil and everything's just you know and you didn't winterize it and
1: i'll you change know, the oil you're gonna my,
0: cover it and
1: i'll change the oil on my boat yeah, motor after season all two. that stuff it's all um, i i take the end of season like some people take the beginning of season or like like right before opening day gotcha you know how some guys will just get all into it they're oh, real sure. excited they just I've tinker there. and do all that
0: i've been lazy before and yeah. i you know so i get it
1: for some reason i do all that after the season's over just to have it all ready to go by the time season rolls around Well,
0: i'll tell you what it does is it makes the next season a lot easier
1: <laughs> yes and it also keeps you busy in the times where it's seasons are closed it's too cold to fish there's nothing to do yeah so it gives you something to
0: do yeah um this is more for the deer side but feel free to to jump in with any other suggestions you have um one thing i like to do um before everything starts getting green again is doing um so one check stands um one it's colder out I'd rather it be cold than checking stands in August
1: by checking them you mean like making sure they're still there or
0: yeah one go to all your stands you have hung up and either loosen the straps so they don't start growing into the tree because um, what happens is at some point you're gonna need to replace them and you can make those straps last a lot longer. I'm not saying you know some guys take all their stands down yeah I don't do that but I do check my stands every year. Um, but if you loosen your straps, that'll help you. You just retighten them when you go to hunt the next year, that last final check. As the trees grow, if you let your stand there for two, three years, pretty soon it puts tension on that strap because it's growing and it gets tighter and tighter. And hmm. then at some point that strap's just going to break. Um, so loosening them up a little bit and let so that tree can grow throughout the year. Um, so check stands, make sure. Are all the nuts and bolts and everything, do you need a new seat cushion, all that stuff. Um, It's easier to check now. So another one um, is um, checking your, while you're checking your stands, go ahead and hop up in there and check your shooting lanes. Um, Because you're still, what it looks like now, you can see, okay, let's cut these limbs off and then they won't grow the next year, and you'll have your lanes kind of already done. Mm. Um, instead of going in in August or whatever and everything's full, and then you're trying to trim, and it's a lot harder. And it's 105 degrees outside. Well, that's the worst part, and I don't do heat. So, um, you know, doing those shooting lanes, you can prep all that now. And now's a good time to do some scouting. Um, so another good thing um, that a lot of people do, um, is rewalk your property, or if you have a new property, walk it, but rewalk your property. Um, and as you're doing it, you can shed hunt. You know, that's something we can do right now, too. And that's always fun, but rewalk your property. Maybe you want to check some spots. You've got some new ideas for stands. Um, check to see if there's new areas. Maybe the deer pattern changed a little bit. You'll be able to still see um, scrapes and rubs from the year. A lot of that stuff is still visible. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good idea. Um, you know, you're checking fence, make sure, you know, just in general, nothing was cut. You didn't have trespassers, you know, you can clean up as well while you're doing it, trash, anything that blew onto your property. So it's a good idea to walk it, walk the streams. Um, if they're low, you know, if that's an access for you you can cut some timber out of the way maybe it fell sometimes that happens um but it's always a good idea to you know walk your property again um i talked about the shed hunting which is always fun that's a good thing you know i think a lot of deer hunters do that or anybody in general if you like the outdoors, that's just a fun thing to do or take the kids out that's a good way to get them in the outdoors go shed hunting um But, yeah, uh, if you are into hunting still, um, predator control now. You know, that's a big thing. Now deer season's done. Maybe you were kind of 50-50. Do I need to shoot this coyote or not because I'm deer hunting? I don't want to blow everything out. Season's done. Start doing that predator control. Trapping? Running trap lines, um, shooting coyotes. Um, And I think most of us would be thankful for that. So, um, But, yeah, that's a good one to do. And now with all these – the thermal stuff out there now and being able to use that you can really have some fun with it it's like seen during daylight with some of these thermal imaging you know turns night into day hmm. so uh that's pretty wild um lane improvement um and that goes for waterfowl too um waterfowl hunters do a lot of lane improvement um whether it's digging out a new marsh or um you know, they're getting ready to put their spring planting in, in corn or whatever they're going to flood, or they're going to build a new wetland area. So all that stuff, you know, um, what do they call it? Hinge cutting, Mm -hmm. Um, especially for waterfowl. Uh, We talk about it when we had Nick Oakley on for turkeys, you know, how you can help, you know, create more habitat for turkeys and stuff like that. We talked about not letting your trees and everything just, you know, drowned out that sunlight to the ground. So everything dies off. Um, so that's a good one. Um, I talked about shooting lanes and walking the property, um, and then mineral plots. So we're getting to that time now where, uh, as we get post season and then especially really going into spring, but really supplementing the deer with the correct minerals the same thing as humans right you know are we getting the minerals we need to you know be healthy and sufficient and grow big and strong or whatever you want to say but same thing for deer right supplementing them with the minerals that they need um is a good one as you're out there some guys will i think this is a good one is trail cams. so what i like to do every year is and maybe you run trail, sorry, trail cameras until basically all the bucks have uh, shed their antlers. A lot okay. of guys will run them until then. Some people will run trail cameras all year. I like to give my trail cameras a breather. All right? We talk about checking gear. And I think I've mentioned this before, but to make your trail cameras last a long time. I've seen plenty of individuals over the past 11 years of working at the store they get one two three years out of a trail camera and then it goes bad i'm going on nine years on the same trail cameras Hmm. and you might say oh they're probably expensive nice ones no these were 35 dollar trail cameras and they were just fine they're moultrie like an old m550 They take batteries, SD card, but what I'll do is I like to call it, give my trail cameras a breather. So I'll pull them all, check the straps. I'll clean the camera. Kind of like you talk about, you know, you clean your shotgun, you're washing off your waders. I like to wash off my camera, make sure there's no bugs, debris, dirt on the, you know, the lens, the camera. Mm -hmm. I'll open it up, make sure there's no moisture, and I'll leave it open. I'll take the battery tray out along with all the batteries. That way the springs aren't compressed all year round in that battery tray. And you let the inside of that camera breathe so you don't get moisture, right? Moisture is a killer for cameras. It's electronic. So you don't want moisture built up in there.
1: So when do you put your trail cameras back out?
0: I, for me, um, I don't worry about, at least for my place, I don't have cameras out and worry about um, seeing you know if the antlers you know if they uh uh drop their antlers or not if they shed them um but i can see putting it out there for that and so let's just say you do that and basically you know february and they're you know you take them out at the end of february or whatever um once you think they've dropped it the most is i'd put them back out august you know really before season starts I mean, in the middle of the summer, um, maybe August 1st, if you want to start getting a summer pattern, um, you know, for Missouri, we open the 15th. And so maybe you're trying to get that summer pattern and take an inventory of what's out there. Um, yeah. So August sometime probably beginning of August. So you get a good six weeks of, uh, deer movement and kind of see, you know, maybe some hit listers you might have or what deer around or that buck you saw last year did he make it through um you can kind of gauge what pattern a lot of times that's a great time to get a target bucks that that opening week coming off his summer pattern if you can kind of gauge what he's got going on so um but i don't leave my cameras out all year round um uh for the shed thing a cool thing you can do if you're setting up you know the shed traps or you know, you put food out, um, that way you can kind of concentrate the deer or you've seen those traps where they put their head in, you know, and kind of help knock their antlers off. Um, I could see having the camera up for that, obviously that's kind of fun to watch, but yeah, that's a big one. You know, you talk about waiters in the deer hunting world cameras, it's like, Oh, they go bad all the time, you know? And I would say some good advice is, is save some money each month and then when and when you got to put the cameras back out for the year just buy new batteries at least for me um they might not be bad but i like to put fresh batteries in every year Um, whether it's alkaline or lithium but i just like to put fresh new batteries in because one year i got screwed and i the batteries i thought weren't bad because the camera turned on and everything i had it in this awesome spot then i go back out there a couple weeks later and it was off the batteries had died so like you know it's two weeks of not getting any pictures or intel or i was like okay new batteries from here on out every year you know check your sd cards go through your files that's another thing in the off season you know going through the laptop and you know comparing pictures and deleting ones you don't need and yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of things out there. I know you do um, rabbits, squirrels, all that stuff you can still do.
1: Yeah, I squirrels until the end of the February, I think.
0: Yep, rabbits, that's a good one to get out and do, you know, if you're looking to, to still get out there and take part in hunting. Um, Probably some good fishing to be had right now. Honestly, I mean, you can still you know i've never been the the super cold weather fishing but you can still get after it especially this year it's kind of been it's been pretty mild abnormally a little warm the lake's not really frozen up yet so you can still get after it uh, just be a little more cautious now because when you fall in now <laughs> the water's cold um so always you know be safe but yeah i don't know there's a lot of things out there there's just you know, these tips and things that, you know, we really should all do. And I get it. I've been there. I'm, I've been lazy. You know, you get to the end of the year and then you're after, you know, the stress of the holidays or all the shopping and, and you get through, you know, that, and then you're just like you talked about, you want to take that break. And then you think about it, you know, that following weekend, I'll do it next weekend. And you're like, ugh you open up the garage door. It's a mountain of stuff and you're like, "Nah. I'll get it next time." And then your gear starts breaking down. You know, cuz you're not taking care of it. And I've done it. I'm not I'm not, you know, preaching the gospel here like, "Do what I say cuz I've done all these mistakes." So, it does feel really good when you
1: get everything cleaned and put away.
0: Oh, you feel like a king when you get oh, that yeah. garage cleaned up. And you're like,
1: I have so much space in here now.
0: Oh, the, some days my neighbors probably think I'm having a garage sale.
1: Yeah, my neighbors probably think do about, too. especially
0: on like a good spring day. It's like 60, you know, so you're not sweating. Oh, Shorts right. and a t-shirt, you open up both garage doors and I take everything outside
1: Uh, sometimes we get those nice warm days in february
0: sweep it all out oh yeah get the floors clean leaf blower sweep all the stuff out vacuum all up the bugs and stuff in the corners yeah and then just start going through stuff little by little
1: and then at the same time you're taking all your fishing stuff out and getting that set in the boat
0: well that's the other thing maybe maybe you forgot to prep that you know you got to start thinking about fishing
1: it's a good time because it's it's the transition
0: and you're like gosh we got to make sure we go to the fishing frenzy 2024 at Roger sporting goods on april 6 from 9 a.m to 6 p.m
1: then you go find it's your turkey stuff find your turkey stuff
0: i'm just saying circle back and it's, and the turkey is yep. coming up snow goose and if you didn't go through your turkey stuff last year now you're like uh-oh uh need some i lost my striker need some chalk. chalk oh gosh yeah you're going and buying box chalk the thing's ginormous <laughs> <laughs> you're out there putting on your box call mouth calls not taking care of your mouth calls you know what i mean you've had it sitting in a chew can in your glove box since last spring and the thing's all nasty now and you got to go buy a new one (laughs) so there's all sorts of stuff we can do it's always Um,
1: good to take an inventory
0: yeah truly is and don't be afraid to buy that shotgun ammo whenever it doesn't go bad what i like to tell people when they come into the store that's where i talk to everybody if you see ammo that you like to shoot and you can afford it at that time maybe you've got some discretionary funds Buy it then. It's not like it, you're even not going to use it. Even if, let's just say, all you do is duck hunt, North Zone. So, whenever that opens till December 25th, that's your hunting time. That's all you ever do. Mm-hmm. Well, in June, when you're on summer vacation and you're like, I don't, I've got plenty of time. If you're able to get it then, just pick it up. Come into the store and buy you a case. And then when it gets close, Or you forgot about it, you already have it, and you're not stressed. And you're like, ah, tomorrow's opening morning, and all my calls and everything's already ready. Mm -hmm. All I get to do is set my alarm, get up in the morning, put on my stuff, and we're out the door. And you've got your three-inch threes. And you're ready to roll. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully uh, everybody takes note of that, Um, whether you do it or not. That's on you. Okay, I can't babysit everybody, Josh. So um, someone probably needs to babysit me, though. That's um, <laughs> uh, Hayden's job. Yeah, Hayden can babysit. No. Uh, yeah. Or bring snacks. That um, I can do. Snacks okay, can babysit, good. Patrick.
2: Yeah. Give me some snacks. All I'll babysitting is is just creating a distraction. So you Which can I'm of easily distracted. So You bring Pat food. He's... Yeah. He's out for at least an hour. Maybe two. You might actually get two hours. You get him fed and then he takes a little nap. Yeah, then you give him a butterfly net and say, Go have fun. Yep.
0: Yeah. Did you see I don't know why I just thought of this butterfly net, but I was thinking of fishing and nets. Did you see the video? This poor guy. He's on a kayak and he I don't know if it was like a big northern pike or whatever. It was giant. And he's trying he's got it on his pole. You know, and you're on a kayak, you're trying not to tip over, and he's got a net, which the net wasn't big enough. So he finally finally gets it kind of up. You know, the fish is, like, I don't know how long. It's three times as long as the net, but it's, like, bent up trying to get in the net. It falls out of the net. Somehow he drops his pole. Oh, I've seen this. He's in a canoe. In a canoe. But the fish is still there long enough. He, He... so, the pole's in the water. For whatever reason, the fish now is on the other side of the canoe. He, he nets it. The net breaks. The net breaks. The fish goes through the hole and is gone. He looks at his net, throws it behind the canoe. So, the net's broke. The fish is gone, and his pole is at the bottom of the lake.
1: I think he lost his paddle, too. And
0: I'm like, and then he just sits there and somber. He
1: sits there and says, GoPro, stop recording.
0: And, and I'm like... Oh, my gosh. Terrible. But anyways, so with that, there you go.
1: What we need to do for another episode here is we need to dig up some good viral hunting and fishing videos and do some reactions to them. Some
0: bloopers. Bloopers. Like that one? That'd be good. Oh, my gosh. But it'd be
1: better if it's ones we haven't
0: seen. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen that. And I just felt for the guy. I was like, ah. I mean, he lost everything. Okay, you lose the fish. I still got my pulling net. No. <laughs> All of it. He looked at that and then he's like...
2: <laughs> I saw, a, uh, I saw a video a few months ago, and it was of this guy who was fishing. I think it was like the video was shot in the summer, and he was fishing, and he casts his reel out, casts his bait out, and catches a bird... Ooh, with, with the the hook, like mid air. Yeah, mid air catches it. Like it with was the hook. flying. Uh-huh. Or he's and like, he, "I'm gonna try yeah. this." No, no, he was casting out just to cast out his bait, and okay. then um, bird comes by, snags the hook, and then his pole goes <laughs> like, like, drags him off uh, as it catches. Oh, you
1: see that video that that rough. German Shepherd reeling in a fish,
0: reeled in a fish. Well, he grabbed
1: the pole and walked. Away from the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, his owner like went to the porta potty, and he had his line out in and the water. So the, the, so the dog saw the the fish take the
0: bait, right? And so, so the he, dog
1: grabs the fishing pole and just pulls walks the fish it, in. I yeah,
0: can't reel in, but yeah. I'll just walk it back long enough. Yep. Do you imagine coming back from the bathroom and Frodo's <laughs> got a bass on shore? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think it would have lasted long enough for you to see it oh Probably yeah as soon as it got on shore
0: oh uh, my my girl dog would have thought it was a squeaky toy <laughs> it's not been good but
2: my dog, yeah that'll be a good one
1: my dog would have thought it was a snack
0: <laughs> yeah that's true little little fish fillets mm-hmm. little fish sandwich yeah. um but yeah so uh welcome to 2024 everybody and uh we got big things ahead so um if you're new to us um we appreciate it uh if you've always been watching us we greatly appreciate that as well make sure you keep uh liking and subscribing and following all our socials and sharing it with all your friends and um stay with us this year because we got a lot of stuff coming up and Mm -hmm. um as we said we're taking a break from the giveaways but we'll do more so we've we've got some coming up we'll probably have some more by spring
2: so sure uh, we, we had a lot of people, back to work. We had a lot of people who on that thing I was telling you about earlier on the giveaway, the highest one by far their favorite moment was was the, the podcast and the giveaways. So yeah. I'm sure there's well, a lot obviously. of you that are listening right now. Yeah,
0: we want to get every everybody more chances. So yeah. obviously you all loved it. And I like playing Santa Claus all year long. So I love giving stuff away. So um, thanks for being a part of this show and, uh, enjoy your new year and, uh, make sure you keep, uh, following along with us. So until next time, be safe, enjoy the outdoors and, uh, we will see you next time.
2: Peace.